Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for March 8th, 2021. It's the birthday of French composer Maurice Ravel, born on this day in 1875. Ravel was born in a little village near Saint-Jean-de-Luz, France, of a Swiss father and a Basque mother. His family background was an artistic and cultivated one, and the young Maurice received every encouragement from his father when his talent for music became apparent at an early age. Ravel Sr. delighted in taking his sons to factories to see the latest mechanical devices, but he also had a keen interest in music and culture in general. In later life, Ravel recalled, Throughout my childhood, I was sensitive to music. My father, much better educated in this art than most amateurs are, knew how to develop my taste and to stimulate my enthusiasm at an early age. There's no record there is no record that Ravel received any formal general schooling in his early years. His biographer Roger Nichols suggests that the boy may have been chiefly educated by his father, although free compulsory secular education became the law in 1882. In 1889, at the age of 14, Ravel entered the Paris Conservatory, where he remained until 1905. During this period, he composed some of his best-known works, including The Pavan for a Dead Princess, The Sonatine for Piano, and The String Quartet. All these works, especially the two latter, show the astonishing early perfection of style and craftsmanship that are the hallmarks of Ravel's entire oeuvre. He is one of the rare composers whose early works seem scarcely less mature than those of his later pieces. While at the conservatory, Ravel made five attempts to win France's most prestigious prize for young composers, the Prix de Rome, past winners of which included Berlioz, Gounod, Bizet, Massenet, and Debussy. In 1900, Ravel was eliminated in the first round. In 1901, he won the second prize for the competition. In 1902 and 1903, he won nothing. According to some accounts, the judges suspected Ravel of making fun of them by submitting cantatas so academic that it seemed like parody. In 1905, Ravel, by now 30, competed for the last time. He inadvertently caused a furor. He was eliminated in the first round, which even critics unsympathetic to his music, including Lalo, denounced as unjustifiable. The press's indignation grew when it emerged that the senior professor at the conservatory was on the jury, and only his students were selected for the final round. His insistence that this was pure coincidence was not well received. L'Affaire Ravel became a national scandal, and as a result, the director, Theodore Dubois, was forced to resign, and subsequently replaced by the composer Gabriel Fauré. As a slow and painstaking worker, Ravel composed few pieces than did many of his contemporaries. Although his works to enter the repertoire are pieces for piano, chamber music, two piano concertos, ballet, two operas, each less than an hour long, and eight song cycles, he wrote no symphonies and only one religious work, 
Many of his works exist in two versions, first a piano score and later an orchestration. Some of his piano music, such as Gaspard de la Nuit of 1908, is exceptionally difficult to play, and his complex orchestral works, such as Daphnis and Chloe, require skillful balance and performance. From the start of his career, Ravel appeared calmly indifferent to blame or praise. Those who knew him well believed that this was no pose, but wholly genuine. The only opinion of his music that he truly valued was his own, a perfectionist and severely self-critical. At 20 years of age, he was, in the words of the biographer Burnett James, self-possessed, a little aloof, intellectually biased, given to mild banter. Ravel dressed like a dandy and was meticulous about his appearance and demeanor. He was short in stature, light in frame, and bony in features, and had the appearance of a well-dressed jockey, whose large head seemed suitably matched to his formidable intellect. In October of 1932, Ravel suffered a blow to the head in a taxi accident. The injury was not thought serious at the time, but in a study for the British Medical Journal of 1988, the neurologist R.A. Henson concluded that it may have exacerbated an existing cerebral condition. As early as 1927, five years before the accident, close friends had been concerned at Ravel's growing absent-mindedness, and within a year of the accident, he started to experience symptoms suggesting aphasia. By 1934, Ravel could no longer write music or perform, but remained physically and socially active until his last months. In 1937, he began to suffer pain from his condition and was examined by a well-known Paris neurosurgeon who advised surgical treatment. Ravel's brother, Edouard, accepted this advice as the patient was in no state to express a considered view. After the operation, there seemed to be an improvement in Ravel's condition, but it was short-lived, and he soon lapsed into a coma. Maurice Ravel died on the 28th of December. He was 62 years old. I learned something new today, and I hope you did too. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.